What's up, everyone? Welcome to post-game Locked On Boxes. Milwaukee pick up another win, back-to-back, two in a row. And there was a consistent theme with both of these wins, and it was Boogie Cousins. It was the Boogie game tonight. One night after he played really well, he backed it up. We questioned whether he could do it, and uh, of course he did. And it was the big three with Boogie, Drew, and Chris. We're going to discuss it all and then look ahead to Christmas Day against the Celtics. Let's get into it. Max him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win this show daily and also find my work over at ESPN and joining me as you can see if you're watching on YouTube from the station <laughs> the dedication that this man's showing is just outstanding Justin Garcia from the Bucks Radio Network uh, fresh off calling the game uh, part of the broadcast team there uh, in Milwaukee and across Wisconsin Justin Garcia uh, it's always good to have you on and Frank was caught up with some family stuff tonight. I send out the SOS to you, and as always, you answered the call. Well, uh, was the uh, I know he's made at least one pilgrimage there already, but was the family stuff <laughs> a trip to Rocky Rococo? I think so. Question. I think so. He didn't admit it, but I think that's definitely the case. So uh, Frank is probably listening to this podcast, or whenever he's listening to this podcast, he'll be eating pizza at the same time. Uh, but this game was. Pretty entertaining, I think. The Bucks beat the Mavericks 102 to 95. First of all, of course, it's enjoyable uh, to beat Jason Kidd. And uh, the only shame is that he was wearing a mask the whole night, so we didn't get to see his pained expressions throughout this one. But I, I said this is locked on Boogie Cousins, and we should start with Demarcus Cousins. And overall, the trio of Drew Holiday, Chris Milton, and Demarcus Cousins put up 72 points, which is a massive total. And the reason I want to celebrate Boogie Cousins tonight is because Frank touched on it on the podcast yesterday. Uh, We always look at this team and we look through the lens of what can they do in the postseason? And so when Boogie Cousins comes to this team, we say, well, is he a playoff player? And we don't really worry about anything else. And that's part of covering a contending team and it's part of where this Bucks roster is at. But we've also said at the same time that it's been really enjoyable to see him uh, work hard uh, fit in with this group, seemingly be a really popular member of the team. And more than anything, you could tell right from the first time that he stepped on floor with the Bucks, he really, really wanted to contribute. And this is probably a difficult part of his career. It certainly has been the last few years. So to see him back it up in a back-to-back, have a real meaningful contribution in a win on the road uh, was fun, man. I, I really enjoyed seeing him out there tonight. I've uh, enjoyed the boogie experience overall so far that he, I was talking about this with Ben Bruss the other day, that he, the tough part with DeMarcus Cousins is, you know, there's, when you look at not just the Bucks but all teams across the league right now with the amount of players that are in health and safety protocols and what we're dealing with, it's tough to really have any important takeaways from a lot of teams when you watch them on a nightly basis. But with this team, I think it's really impacting Boogie as much, if not more, than anyone because 
he's not the boogie of old where you're not looking to him to be a 2010 guy and to funnel the offense through him, that he's a complimentary guy. And I think some of the things he's, he's going to really thrive at doing with the Bucks and is able to do, you can't see it when Chris and Giannis and Drew aren't on the floor and he's playing with just random guys. So as this team gets healthier is when I think you're really going to see him continue to go up another level and see everything that he provides. It was just the other game that he was talking about his passing and that being something that he really prides himself in and that he thought was underrated in this game. And I think that's one of the biggest things that's really stood out in his short stint here with the Bucks. But you can definitely see he's, I don't know if it's all the way there, but he's getting his legs under him. He's a lot more comfortable with these guys. And I think we've started to see in the last week or so too, there's a really nice chemistry developing between he and Drew Holiday. I know there were teammates in New Orleans, but it wasn't very lengthy, but still there's something that's developing there. You saw a lot of it in the game against the Celtics on the road, and we saw a little more of it over the weekend. So I think as you know, Giannis gets reintroduced, as Bobby Portis comes back, and as Dante steps on the floor for the first time, when you get your full complement of players, I think that's when you're really going to start to notice even more with DeMarcus Cousins and, and what he can provide, especially on the offensive end. Yeah, so he also added eight rebounds and four assists in uh, along with the 22 points there. Of course, he had 18 points the night before. So 40 points in a back-to-back is is significant. And I was having the conversation in our, in our DM group with Eric and Frank and everyone uh, only a couple of nights ago, and you tweeted tonight that this was Boogie's highest point total since he had a 28-point night with the Rockets. And I, I mentioned this game last night. I think he had 28 points and 17 rebounds early in the season yeah. last year. It was a massive night. And I said to uh, that group, I said, you know, with all these injuries, Boogie Cousins is going to start. And if there's one thing that we know, if he's capable of playing minutes, he's going to fill the stat sheet. He's still a guy that is going to be able to score. And And most of the conversation we were having in that group chat was just, I don't know whether he's actually physically capable of getting up to around that 30-minute mark. And I don't think Mike Budenholzer and the coaching staff want him to get there for a couple of reasons, and none more so than exactly what you just pointed to. He's hardly practiced, and before coming to Milwaukee, he's hardly played. So the last thing you really want with Boogie Cousins when you're trying to figure out, okay, what is this guy? What can he bring to the team? Is a hamstring injury or a calf injury just through over overuse. So they've had to be clearly pretty careful with him. But the 27 minutes last night and the 27 minutes tonight, I would love to look it up, and I probably should have done that before this show. But when was the last time he played that many minutes in a back-to-back? I feel like it would have been a while ago. Yeah, and you know the other point, too, is um, not only in the short term that Coach Budenholzer and the staff, I would assume, don't want him to be at 30 minutes. 27, really, you feel like is really stretching it. It does kind of seem like this was out of necessity that it was okay. At least we've had a few back-to-backs where we can kind of ease him back in the mix. But now, I mean, especially with Mamu out with an illness that we need you to play 25 or so minutes, but even when, you know, DeMarcus is fully there in terms of getting his legs back under him, I still, and I think you agree. I, I don't think Bud wants him to play 25 to 30 minutes that part of, you know, the, the, the larger conversation and that everybody's going to bring up is, well, the defensive end and, and the ways that you could scheme against Boogie Cousins. And we saw a little bit of it, of it last year in the playoffs in that Kings, uh, Kings in that Clippers and Sun series. But I think part of how you combat that is even when this team reaches the playoffs, uh, we, we don't know anything 
in terms of their big men rotation until you know what's going to happen with Brooke Lopez. But assuming you don't have Brooke Lopez, I still don't envision Boogie Cousins being like a 25 to 30 minute a night guy in the postseason, that it's still going to be a combination of, you know, picking your matchups with he and Bobby Portis that Giannis is going to be getting a bulk of those minutes. So it's not as though he's going to be a heavy usage, heavy minutes guy, even in the playoffs that I think they're going to be a little judicious with how they can use him in, in the postseason, as we saw last year, this is his time now of we need to help you pick up some of that load and, and carry us through the regular season. Cause when we get to the playoffs, especially if Brooke is out, it's going to be a, a lot of Giannis at the five. Uh, it will be. And I think the last couple of nights for those that didn't watch those, that short stint that he had with the Clippers or potentially some of those games uh, with the Rockets, it's been a nice reminder of, the skill set, because again, it's not Boogie Cousins in his prime, but it's Boogie Cousins showing the flashes and you mentioned the passing. So, uh, you know, sometimes you can forget about that type of thing, but you can also forget about a bunch of subscriptions you have as well, which is where True Bill comes in. And True Bill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to 720 bucks per year with True Bill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple to get rid of them. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel those unwanted subscriptions in one tap. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. And we are just days away from Christmas. It's actually 5 p.m., Christmas Eve here in Australia as we're recording this. So Christmas is very, very close, which is great because it means that the festive built bars are just a few hours away. There's so many flavors, raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, coconut, one of my favorites. Uh, you can you can check them all out at built.com. And Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down the mall doors if you've got any more last second holiday shopping or maybe it's the post-Christmas sales, but uh, you guys are maniacs if you're getting among that. I am not, but Built Bar will help you do it. It's a season of peace and love. Don't bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties, though, because uh, people will get pretty fired up. You're better off just putting the whole plate down on the table. Everyone will be happy. Everyone will get along. And all you have to do is go to Built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. All right, it is Christmas Eve there in America, if that's when you're listening to this podcast. Uh, it's just past midnight, actually, Central Time. So shout out to Justin. We're po- officially podcasting on the same day. Uh, welcome to Friday. Uh, it's it's good to have you along, but it's also good to have everyone listening to Locked on Bucks and making it their first listen of every single day. But I have to keep mentioning the time, Justin, just to prove your uh, commitment uh, to this show. It's incredible stuff. <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like I owe locked on after getting me turned on to built bars and that's what's kind of fueled me for the last two years. So anything I can do to repay for that. No, well, it's, uh, it's a good point you make. Uh, so back to the cousins thing and I tweeted this out because again, I've really enjoyed some of these games that we've got to see over the last couple of weeks here. And, and trust me, yes, I'm looking forward to Giannis getting back in this lineup because it feels like we haven't been able to watch him play for a long time, but we have seen uh, increased aggression from Drew Holiday. We've seen Chris Milton really start to get into a rhythm as well. And then you have players like Boogie Cousins and I tweeted this out, but if it was 2017 and someone said to you, look in 2021, 
Uh, you're going to be watching the defending champion Milwaukee Bucks play on the 23rd of December. Boogie Cousins is going to lead the charge. He's going to have 22 points and lead them to a win over Jason Kidd and the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, I, I wonder how much you would have laughed or what you would have thought if someone described the scenario we saw on the court tonight. It's completely insane. And this is part of the fun of Boogie Cousins being in this lineup and on this roster. And we understand the reasons why. And I'm sure in a perfect world, Boogie Cousins would still rather be an all-star wherever he is around the league and on a max contract. But it's crazy that this guy is on, uh, considering you know what we saw only a few years ago. It is just a wild story. It is. And, you know, it's, it's, he's a guy that it's, if you're just getting into Boogie Cousins now, and most lockdown fans have known DeMarcus Cousins for a while, but, you know, for the newer Bucks fans that are like, who is this guy? Um, you know, it's, it's hard to explain that, you know, this guy was the best center in the league and he was oh. a double, double machine. He was, you know, such a skilled big man that was you know, in some ways ahead of his time. When you think about how the game is played now that, he was an inside outside big and the skills that he possessed, he was a tremendous talent. And even up until um, his last partial year, that year with the golden state warriors, where he was just coming back from the injury and didn't play, I think until January or February that year. Um, but he still had it in that run with the warriors where he had, I think in his last 15 games, the average was near 20 points a game. He had six of his, uh, 20 point games came in that 15 game stretch that you could see towards the end of that season. He's, he's still in many ways, a, a close version to that same guy. And then more and more injuries started to pile up. He missed the entire following season that now I think what, what lends himself to, to kind of aging gracefully is the passing ability and just everything that Marcus is able to do that he has that outside stroke. He, again, talks about how much he prides himself as a facilitator and playmaker that he's able to continue playing when he's not the offensive force he was. And he's not, you know, athletically, he's not there. That I, I think especially early on in that game against the Hornets, you could see he's not getting off the floor the way that he used to. And we shouldn't expect him to with the leg injuries he's had. But because of his shooting ability and his passing ability, that he's still going to make himself a useful player. And I think that's what you're seeing now. I'm not comparing it to Bill Walton, but when you hear people talk <laughs> about Bill Walton and the way that he kind of, the leg injuries took a toll on him, but he was still able to make an impact with the Celtics in the run to the title. You're seeing similar things, lesser extent, but similar things, I think, with DeMarcus Cousins. Well, you kind of alluded to it, but again, watching him tonight and his free throw rate, it feels like it must be must be through the roof. I mean, even in the games where he was only playing 10 minutes, 12 minutes, he was getting five, six, seven free throws a night. He got another seven tonight in this game. And he really can just play that ground-based. You want to put two guys and be cool. I'm going to either barge through them and still score, or you're going to have to foul me when I try and get the shot up. Or I can whip a pass out to the perimeter. And we saw one really, really nice pass uh, out from under the hoop out of a double team to the perimeter tonight. So anyway... Uh, January 7th, as we know, is is the date when uh, the Bucks will have to make a decision on Boogie Cousins. Given that we don't know what's happening with Brooke Lopez, given what we've seen uh, with Boogie Cousins just here in the last few days, if you can get through the next two weeks healthy and continue to play this role, and hopefully Bobby Portis comes back and Giannis comes back uh, and you're not asking him to play 27 minutes. Um, but I think he's put himself in a pretty good position here uh, to hang around at least for the short term, and then we'll see. Uh, what happens on the road to the playoffs. But I mentioned Chris Middleton, so 26 points tonight. 
And uh, it's we've kind of glossed over it this week, but a potentially scary moment last week with the knee injury. And you you ask yourself, okay, what does this mean? Is he going to miss extended time? He's come back and he's looked pretty good. And he still gets these points totals in such a quiet way that you look at the box score at the end of the night. Okay, he's got 26 again. He's picked up his five rebounds, got his seven assists. Uh, but on a night where the contributions were very limited outside of the three players we've mentioned with Drew, Chris, and, and Boogie Cousins, they needed every part of it. Uh, and he only needed 14 shots for that uh, for that 26 points and, and two for three from three, which I think is important because his shot has been a little bit down this season so far. Yeah, and he uh, he had the, the seven-game streak of scoring 20 or more, and then it, it came to an end the game he was injured. I mean, he, he it was going to come to an end anyway because – he was at, what, four points, I think, at the time of that injury in the third quarter. But, I mean, even then, during that stretch of 20-plus point games for Chris, he was playing better, but it still felt like, okay, there's there's still more and more room for improvement here from Chris Middleton. And he wasn't the guy in terms of efficiency that we saw in the playoffs last year and for the entire regular season as well. So I think that's kind of the most encouraging thing is, he was finding a way to get the raw numbers in, in terms of the scoring volume on, you know, six of 18 and uh, six of 20 type of nights that were seeming to, to be more and more frequent for Chris. And he's kind of had a couple of spurts of those throughout this season. But, you know, since he returned, he's looked a little different, you know, not, not that it's just flip a switch and Chris is a 50, 40, 90 guy, but it's looked like some of that efficiency has started to come back to three point shooting that you pointed to, I think is a big, part of it as well and you know tonight i it's just those numbers are the most impressive that you said at the end that scored 26 points on 14 shots and he had seven assists too and that's kind of been the story with drew holiday especially when he's been really good this season is you know he's scoring on a low volume of shots but also those assist numbers that you're getting your points efficiently and then it's it's creating usually you know 20 plus points in terms of the assisted threes and twos for your teammates. And that's on nights like those, this team is going to be really tough to beat. Anybody is going to be tough to beat, but the way that Chris and Drew are able to keep the offense moving when they have those nights, it doesn't matter who you're playing. This Bucks team is going to be tough to beat. And we should mention, it definitely felt in the fourth quarter of this game that the Bucks were able to outclass Dallas or they, they just had too much talent. We know the Bucks obviously had no Giannis and, and a couple of guys, that are out, but you only have to look at the box score to see this for uh, the Mavericks. Obviously, no Luka Doncic, but there was also no Tim Hardaway, no Kristaps Porzingis, uh, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleber. Of course, I have to mention my friend from Australia, Josh Green. But they had a, a massive amount of talent out of this out of this lineup. So, as Frank sort of pointed to on yesterday's show, yes, it's probably a game that you should win, but when it is a back to back. When it is one day before Christmas, nothing is guaranteed. And this looked like it was going to be a grinded out game. And that's why I think it was impressive that you wanted, when you wanted your stars uh, to step up and take over the game, they did this during the fourth quarter. I've got some schedule stuff that I want to throw at you uh, in just a second here. And then we'll look ahead to Christmas Day. Again, we still don't know who's playing on Christmas. We hope Giannis is there. We're probably not going to find out until at least 24 hours from now. We'll start to see the injury reports come through and see if there's any confirmation it's not looking likely uh i wouldn't bet on it well well and we also don't know what time the uh, as of right it's now true. it's a 1 game but that could change just don't make it earlier okay that's 6 30 a.m for me we do not need to be getting me up any earlier the day after christmas here in australia 
Um, but, you know, I wouldn't bet on Giannis playing, but if you are into betting, you can jump across to betonline.ag. They have you covered this holiday season with all the props, odds, lines, whatever you need. Uh, they've got it all. It's the number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code Locked On to receive your bonus from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC, your favorite Vegas casino games, whatever it is. They've got it all, so don't wait to don't wait to take advantage of all those amazing offers. Uh, for the rest of 2021, moving into 2022, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Let's bet online where the game starts. So I was listening to the Zach Lowe podcast this morning, and they did have a bit of a wrap-up on the Milwaukee Bucks. And, you know, it's so funny because I think the sentiment that they put forward was exactly right. This Bucks team so far, uh, no one really cares or no one's really worried either way. They're just like, ah, yeah, look at the standings now after tonight. Milwaukee 21-13. and They're third in the East. I think we've spoken about it. I think it is a little bit surprising that they've been able to go on this stretch, I think, I think they're 15 and four after a, after a pretty rough stretch. It's around that over the last 19, 20 games. And um, they've obviously been great after they started six and nine. So yeah, I guess that's right. If I do the quick math, but one thing that they said that was interesting, or Zach Lowe brought it up was that the Bucks have had the easiest schedule in the NBA. And I sort of sat back and I thought about that and I was like, that's kind of wild. It doesn't feel like it's been that easy, but it doesn't feel like it's been that easy because of the insane lineups they've had. And now, obviously, the Bucks have been overtaken by the health and safety protocol on top of the injuries that they do have. But they've had to cop the double whammy of the start of the season being all legitimate injuries. Then they've been one of the teams that's been brought down with health and safety protocol. So it's been a wild ride. And I think it does go to show the depth that they've been able to put on this roster, the system and the familiarity, I think, that a lot of these guys have with each other to just be able to bank wins. I don't know how many times I've said the, the comment bank wins on this podcast so far this season, but to get to 21 and 13, I don't really care whether they've had the easiest schedule in the league so far. It has been challenging. And I think heading into Christmas, you have to be pretty happy with where they are, even if things are going to get a little more difficult uh, into the new year. Um, I mean, they were, they were 19 and 13, 32 games in last year. And that's right. exactly what they were this year too. And, um, you know, if, if you think about last year and uh, how much of an uphill climb, it felt like that 19 and 13 was uh, I can't imagine where this team would, would have been last year if they were dealing with the injury issues they have uh, now a year ago where half of your roster was new, you weren't as deep as you are this year. And you were still trying to figure out what do we do defensively with drew and how do we work Brooke into the mix and all that stuff. So um, yeah, it's, I think it's helpful to be year number four in Budenholzer system and year number two for a handful of the new guys. Um, but the, the schedule thing, I guess the benefit for the bucks is, and I remember seeing it a, a couple a week or so ago, I, I knew it was fairly easy, but it was when they played the Cavs that, uh, it really, there was a light shined on it of bucks have played the easiest schedule. The Cavs had played at that time, I think like the second or, or third most difficult, but the injuries, as you said, have, have made it seem like this isn't that easy of a schedule. But I think the benefit for the Bucks is that schedule remains pretty easy through January and that it's not really until first week of February that things start to pick up. I know you get the Bulls on the schedule in late January. You have a matchup, I believe, with the Nets in there too, early January. But um, 
right around the time of that matchup with the Heat, the first week of December, I want to say of the Bucks, like 24 remaining games between the end of uh, December and the end of January, only 10 of them were against teams with a record 500 or better. And a lot of those teams were like a game or two above 500 or 500 exactly. So it's a pretty favorable schedule until you get to the end of January. And I think the hope is by then, you know, hopefully by January, you're fully out of this. And maybe Brooke Lopez is really the only unknown. Obviously, we can't project what's going to happen with health and safety protocols. But in terms of your health, all of those guys should be back by then. And, and you'll not only be healthy, but you'll be a couple of weeks into getting them back in the mix that as your schedule gets more difficult, hopefully this team is not only full strength or close to it, but you've had a couple of weeks of it as well, that it's not figuring out what do we do for rotations and how many minutes does this guy play and easing guys back in the mix. So that to me is the benefit of the easy schedule occurring as you've had these ridiculous amount of injuries and, and constant updating of the injury report for the Bucks. And one uh, thing, too, that you mentioned at the top of the show with DeMarcus Cousins, the last time he played back-to-back 28 minutes or more was during that stretch where he had that big game against the Mavs last year that it was January 22nd and 23rd um, that he played, I think, 29 minutes and 32 minutes in back-to-back nights. Well, the good news is, uh, or one of the main incentives for why uh, you might want to keep uh, Boogie Cousins on the roster is just in case you get that Milwaukee-Dallas NBA Finals matchup because Boogie Cousins, give him the NBA Finals MVP right now because he clearly enjoys playing that team uh, there. Just on the schedule, so obviously the Celtics coming up on Christmas Day to to your point of, of some of these easy teams, then two games against Orlando to finish the season. Uh, Orlando's had some games postponed recently. Um, so I, I don't know what's going on. Robin Lopez, wherever he goes, the team seemed to have a bunch of games postponed. Remember last year with the Wizards, uh, they almost went a two-week stretch, I think, where they didn't play or, or didn't practice or yeah. or something like that. But Including a Bucks game. Right, exactly right. Yeah, I think that was the only Bucks game that got postponed, is that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So uh, and, and just on, on one last note on the health, Grayson Allen obviously did play in this game against Dallas tonight. It's been kind of a strange one. I guess he's just sick, which... It, it's such a weird time to be living where it's like, he's sick and it's not COVID. What? Can you do that? Is that possible? Well, it, like it's the same with Sandro too. And I saw a couple of people already putting on the tinfoil hats and playing conspiracy theorists the other day where Grayson Allen was out sick again and, you know, whatever it was that was out there. But like, the, you can't get away with skirting COVID in this day and age. And Grayson Allen, was around the team. He was on the court going through shoot-arounds. He was in his warm-ups. He was on the bench. So if Grayson Allen had COVID and the Bucks were trying to hide it to not sign a hardship guy, <laughs> you're not going to have him sit on the bench and then open yourself to the rest of the liability that they're going to have at the hands of the league. Imagine if the Bucks hated the G League that much, that that was the lengths <laughs> they were going to not to sign a, not to sign a hardship player. That would be very harsh, uh, by the way. Uh, as far as this Christmas Day game goes and you said yeah maybe the time will change i don't know what's going to determine that is it, I, I don't remember reading anything is it just that they want to put the the best they want, possible games in prime time or what's the what's the they you know? they're they're prioritizing the so for central time the 134 and seven o'clock tips the bucks are in that 130 tip um i would be very surprised if it gets moved just because when you look at the rest of the games on the day for that uh the first game of the day is 
the Knicks and the Hawks. The Knicks aren't very good. And the Hawks Kemba are going to be without Kemba Walker would like a well, win. The, so. the, the Kemba Walker resurgence, but the uh, the Hawks are going to be without Trey Young. I mean, that game is staying at eleven o'clock. I, I think we can all agree on. And then the Mavs and Jazz. I mean, the Jazz are good, and they're one of the few teams that has been impervious to COVID and hasn't had to deal with any of those issues this year. But you know, no Luka Doncic. The Mavs had seven guys in health and safety protocols tonight, so I I don't see either of those teams or those games moving into uh, any of those three other time windows, unless there's an outbreak with one of these teams. And I think that would be the only way that any of these three games, the Bucks and the Celtics, the Warriors, Suns, and the Nets and Lakers would move out of those three main windows. 44 points, nine rebounds, eight assists for Kemba yeah. Walker tonight. Absolute insanity. Uh, shout out to him. He's such a well, likable and- guy, Kemba Walker, by the way. And they lost. Uh, should we just and they it? lost <laughs> and they lost and it was and it was pretty comfortable too that they lost by all night long but that i mean there's been so many bizarre stat lines between that the other night uh, robin lopez who you mentioned had a double double and it wasn't rebounds it was points and assists that he got the double double with i missed that i saw the double double and someone posted the box score and i was like wow someone's really fired up about lopez <laughs> having a double double and i just glossed over it and yes it was an assist so shout out to robin uh, but the Bucs, yeah, we'll see what time they play. I think that obviously the pick of the games is the Golden State Warriors and Phoenix on Christmas Day, uh, just specifically uh, to this Celtics-Bucks game. Of course, we know what's going on with the Bucs in terms of their health. Uh, the Celtics, well, both Tatum and Brown have missed extended periods previously with COVID. So, uh, look, they've had some guys out. Our old friend Jabari Parker has been out. Al Horford hasn't played for a little while. Grant Williams has been out. Uh, Josh Richardson, I, I think, was another one. So, They've definitely had some players out here, but they will have their two best players in Tatum and Brown. And let's be honest, the Bucs probably need to beat the Celtics. It's been a while. The Celtics have, uh, even though the Bucs have picked up a, a win here or there, it does feel like the Celtics are one team that tend to match up uh, pretty well with them. Maybe they cancel themselves out if Giannis doesn't play and Al Horford doesn't play. I'm not I'm not sure about that. We'll see. But yeah, either well, way, I, 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 think the, I think for the Bucs, um, particularly at home. Last year, we know they got the Christmas Day game, but there was no crowd. I imagine this is a game that they would still place some significant importance on. Yeah, fourth. this is a fourth straight year, right? I believe fourth straight year that they yes. played on Christmas Day. And last year was just such a weird experience that that was their home opener, but there was no fans there. It was just a handful of 25 or so members of the team and some of their families that were there in the arena that, it was just such a weird experience. Even the team you were playing was the Golden State Warriors that was like the skeleton warriors that were still dealing with their injuries. And uh, it was a bizarre day that you looked like, okay, now we get that actual experience of Christmas Day inside a five-serve forum. And then not so fast, here comes the, the injury report with the health and safety protocols for the Bucks. So at least we expect Chris and Drew to play. Um, Coach Budenholzer talked about, and I remember trying to kind of line up the – the 10 days with when guys were placed in there it, it's it's tough to even gauge that because I think you know we haven't been told but it, it sounds like Bobby and Giannis and Dante have all been asymptomatic and fine during this experience that they've been out in the protocols but still um, it, just the way that this team has, has treated guys and handled their bodies um, most of those 10 days would line up right around the Christmas Day game or today tomorrow christmas eve i still have a hard time seeing them just say okay you're out of it and now you're going to play in a game tomorrow bud too basically all but confirmed 
a week ago on one of the local shows he does with us here in Milwaukee that uh, Wesley Matthews would return at some point last week, which he did, and uh, kind of said, yeah, Giannis and the rest of them, it's going to be Orlando. So it sounds like what we saw tonight, that's probably what you're going to see on Christmas Day. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, again, as much as we all want to see them play, uh, the the fact that they would have to come out of protocols, I haven't been able to be around the team. They got to do a, a bunch of tests and then some conditioning stuff. I'm I'm sure they're not just going to put them at risk and and put them straight out on the floor. So it, it will be a shame if they don't play. Uh, we'll know for sure, as I said, in the next sort of 24 hours. Yeah, we'll see the injury reports come out. But uh, either way, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, after you listen to Locked On Bets, though, you should check out the Locked uh, Locked On Bucks. You should check out the Locked On Bets podcast with your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Uh, they'll have you covered if you're into that type of thing. Uh, for you, though, you'll be there. You'll be in the arena on Christmas Day. I'm not sure if that's spoiling your uh, lunch plans <laughs> or something like that, but at least the game, we think, will be over early and you can uh, do whatever you need to do after. Uh, we'll do a podcast. I'll try and rope Frank into it. Uh, after the game as well so make sure you check that out but uh justin have fun christmas day game crowd there hopefully it's a cool time christmas day game crowd is going to be there and uh, i know some of them listen to the show so i did tell them but i'm going to reiterate uh, i was gifted a pair of kobe grinches by the team that i work with for the bucks and i promise i've been very cautious of how often and frequently I wear those in public. I don't want to ruin them, but I will wear them on Christmas Day. So for those that are listening, yes, you will see them inside the arena on Christmas Day. For the others, I sound like a jerk and I'm sorry. Interesting. We'll be able to see some photos of this. This will be a great shot in Fiserv Forum on Christmas, so make sure you keep an eye out for that. Uh, As always, keep an eye out for Lockdown Bucks. Like I said, we'll have a podcast after the game. It'll be the weekend. But I know everyone's going to, they're going to eat their food. They're going to drink their drinks. They're going to watch the basketball and they're going to fall asleep probably while listening to Lockdown Bucks. So it's going to be the perfect way uh, to end Christmas there. But for now, we'll end this podcast there for myself and Justin. The Bucks 21 and 13. They beat the Mavericks Christmas Day up next. We'll catch you guys after the game.